the Sabbath day, the day that we keep holy, the day that we rest and we acknowledge how good God is and how faithful He is. And so we thank God today that we are able to worship together in spirit and truth today. Let us read as we read every Sunday morning on Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across the building today. It is good that we can come together once again uh, as a body of believers and that we can trust the Lord for another week. <clears throat> I have been doing and just started uh, a series on the Power of Christ Control Thinking series. And so this is part two. We've done part one, but now we're at part two. Uh, and the title of my message today is The Power of Prayer. And so we want to look at that today as time will permit, The Power of Prayer. So if you would turn with me in your Bibles, and we want to thank those that are watching uh, today live with us, and that we can say something to encourage you in God's Word. Go with me in the New Testament, the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, beginning with the sixth verse the power of Christ controlled thinking and so this is uh, if you missed last uh, last week's sermon you can go on our website to www.vfclexton.org go into the media area and you can click right on there and you can see the sermon from last week and so we're going to do a continuation the power of Christ controlled thinking series part two the power of prayer and let's look at this in Philippians of the New Testament, 4th chapter, beginning with the 6th verse. And I'm going to give you a few minutes to get there, and, um, and then we're going to read right here. Okay, here we go. Be anxious <clears throat> for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard, very important, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let me read that again. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I said last week that we had talked about this passage of Scripture, and we're going to use a little bit of that again today about being anxious for nothing. In other words, it's not for us to worry about tomorrow. It's not to worry about next month, next year. Um, because if we are a believer and we are in Christ Jesus, then we don't have to be anxious for anything because we know that God will supply our needs according to His riches and glory and that He will take care of us day by day. In other words, it's not for us to depend on so much of our intellect or so much of our knowledge or our ability 
or what we uh, achieve or what we have, but we are to trust God because, as I've said before, He's Abba Father, He's Daddy. He looks over us every day. He knows exactly what you and I are going through. He knows what you'll go through tomorrow, next week, next year. He's already there. And so with that, we must let Him be the one and only in our lives, in guiding us, directing us, protecting us, leading us. We are to acknowledge Him. So when the Scripture says, be anxious for nothing but in prayer. So prayer is coupled uh, with us getting together with God and that relationship that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ that why we're not anxious is because we are praying. We are thanking God. We are calling on God, knowing that God will supply our needs. And the scripture says, let your request be made known. In other words, he knows your request, but he wants you to make it known. He sees exactly what he needs to do, but he wants you to ask. He wants you to pray to him. He wants you to communicate with him. And the scripture says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, you've heard me say, how unsearchable are his ways, they are far past finding. You don't have the mind of God. His thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. So therefore, we must understand that he is the ultimate supreme being. He is the one that looks over us. And the one that looks over us will guard your heart, will guard my heart. And through that, and and the mind through Christ Jesus. So how does God the Father see you? How does God the Father see me? He sees us through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's the only way that we get to the Heavenly Father is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He died on the cross over 2,000 years ago, because He paid the price, therefore with that price, His one and only Son, now God can see you because He sees His Son. And with that, when we see that, and when God sees His Son, He sees you and I, and therefore we can go, we can go before God because of His Son, Jesus Christ. I don't know about you guys, but that is so wonderful to know that we have mercy and we have grace, we have forgiveness because of his son whom the son sets free is free indeed now i want to share with you today the mind free from care is ready for prayer when we begin to not be anxious for nothing we can now come to god in faith and expecting answers we are no longer unstable and, and double-minded. James 1 and 8 says this, He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. The power of prayer I want to share with you today is unlimited. Sometimes we think prayer is limited. No, it's unlimited. 
The power of prayer is unlimited. It will reach things that you would never, ever think in your mind would ever reach. You may say, oh, that power, the prayer is all hogwash, and it's this, and it's all about how, you're, how you accept things. It's all how you perceive. It's all how you receive. No, the power of prayer is unlimited, and it goes areas that you will scratch your head and say, that had to be God. You know, there's people in your lives that's been through accidents or been through things, cancer or things that has happened to them and all of a sudden the healing has taken place and doctors have done all they know to do. And then a step further, uh, you, you're close into an accident and you were able, you were spared. It is through the power of prayer. It is through what God allows Himself to do with us through the power of prayer. So it is unlimited as we pray. And I want you to know today we're going to look at this as the power of Christ-controlled thinking. Coming under Christ is saying, I fully surrender to your Lordship, and now I want to think Christ like you would think, like you would want me to think, and like you would want me to go. And through that, He will help us through that as well. Jeremiah 33 and 3, Call to me, and I will answer you, this is God, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me. This is a point where God is saying, call me, call on me. You know, if, if we're not calling on me, if we're not calling on God, how can he answer? We've got to call on God. And he says, when you call on me, I will answer you and not only will he answer you when you call upon him he will show you great and mighty things which you do not know i do not know the prayer of faith brings everything we need within our reach that's what i want you to know today i want you to know how powerful the power of prayer is Prayer is not just, just uh, saying a few words. Prayer is not just uh, uh, doing something uh, just to fill the void. Prayer is very essential to our lives. That is the communication that we have with God is through the power of prayer. Let's look at this a little bit. Faith makes the uplook good, the outlook bright, and the inlook favorable and the future glorious. This is by Raymond uh, uh, Edmund that, does, that writes this. Faith makes the outlook good, the outlook bright, and the inlook favorable and the future glorious. In other words, it has an outlook to look up, it has an outlook to look bright. It has an inlook for the future. So therefore, God can clearly let us know how much that He loves us and how that He sees us with what we, where we're at today. My first point today is this. Prayer provides power for difficult days. Prayer provides power for difficult days. That's why it's so important that we not pray to God when trouble hits us. Now, I want you to get this today. 
Prayer is not to just pop up when we're dealing with trouble. Prayer is not to just pop up when something drastic has happened that we don't like. Prayer is not just to pop up when something goes wrong. Prayer is something that we are to pray every day because we are to be in thanksgiving mode. We are to thank God. We are to give Him praise. If you've got cancer in your body, you still give God praise. Because I've always said and will continue to say this, even if you're diagnosed with cancer, things may happen in your life, but it does not change your relationship with God. This body is going to deal with ailments. I'm dealing with ailments the older I get. You're going to deal with ailments the, uh, the older uh, you get. And you're going to have difficulties. And there's things that's going to happen. But that doesn't change your relationship with God. You don't get mad at God because you're dealing with something physically. You say, Lord, I thank you. And Lord, help me with what I've got. And help me to move forward in this life. Because this life is not perfect. We're not living in a perfect world. We're living in a broken world. And so we're dealing with that every day. But we can be thankful and everything. You know, the other day I, I was uh, pulled up at a traffic light. And I saw uh, this man in this wheelchair that had both his legs cut off. And he was just wheeling around. And I looked over there and I said, thank God. I said, that could be me with no legs. I said, that could be me with, with issues that are going on in my life, but, it's, but thank God I'm not there. So we can always look around and find out that we're not in a trauma unit, we're not six foot under, we're still alive, we're still well, and then we can see things around us that is much worse than, than what we're dealing with. So we can thank God because we're not that bad off. When you start looking around, when you visit the nursing homes, when you visit the hospitals, and you say, thank God, you know, and we got something to thank God about, but we got something to pray to God about and to thank him for what he's done for us. In everything by prayer we, and supplication, prayer is God's remedy for perplexing care. Prayer is God's remedy for perplexing care. Nothing, listen, nothing is too small for God to care about, nor too big for Him to handle. We need to let Him know in the small things. A lot of times we want to call on God when it's a big thing. If it's a small thing, God, I don't need to bother you right now. I can handle it. But we can't handle it. We need God in the small things and we need God in the big things because He wants us to communicate with Him on a daily basis. Prayer has rescued heroes of faith during tough times. Prayer. People in the Bible have prayed to God. Prophets have prayed in the Old Testament. Uh, leaders have prayed of the Old Testament, has prayed to God. Listen, prayer is essential, and that's part of our life. That's part of our Christian walk is prayer. If you're not praying, then you need to start praying. You need to pray. You need to have that quiet time. You need to pray because prayer goes a long way. Listen, let me share with you. David prayed, and the Lord saved him from all his troubles. That was, that, was, that, was God's, that was God's eye. The apple of his eye was David. Yet David committed adultery. Yet David was a killer. Yet David did all these things. 
But David knew who God was when it got to the very end, as even he was king of Israel. He knew that God was the God that started from where he was as a smelly shepherd boy, and he became the king of Israel, but he knew how to get back with God. Psalms 34 and 6, This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, saved him out of his troubles. Even all the things that David went through, he still called on God, and guess what? God answered. He answered. I want you to know today, no matter what you're going through, God will answer. God will come on the scene for you, but we have to call on Him. The Bible says that even Daniel prayed. And he survived the den of lions in Daniel 6. Jonah prayed and was delivered from the, from the whale's belly in Jonah 2. Peter prayed in jail and was freed by an angel in Acts 12. Paul and Silas prayed in prison and were rescued by an earthquake in Acts 16. Prayer is the key, folks, to victory in the area of your life. Let me say it again. Prayer is the key to victory in every area of your life. It is so important. When you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, it should be that when you get up in the morning, there must be a prayer on your heart. You must say, Lord, thank you for waking me up today. That's what I do. I say, Lord, thank you for waking me up today. I could have, been, I could have still been in the bed and I could have been dead, but thank you, Lord, for waking me up. When I'm going to uh, work and when I'm out uh, working in my car, I'm praying over my family. I'm praying over my church family. I'm, I'm praying as I'm driving down the road. Yeah, you say, Pastor, you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. You can pray anywhere. If you've got to get in your car, your truck, you still pray. And you thank God for your wife. You thank God for your children. You thank God for your family. You thank God for your friends. That's what God sees when he sees a man that is thankful. He will be a man that will be blessed. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. It's enough for us to thank God for what we have. Our children are gifts from God. They are gifts from God. Your wife is a gift from God. Your husband is a gift from God. It may not be a bed of roses, and it may not be hunky-dory, and there may be some hard times, but it's still God put you together. God is wanting to keep you together. And you have to stay in prayer and say, Thank God for who I am. Thank God for what I have. Thank God. And the more that we become thankful and thankful and grateful, that's when God is going to see what we are and who we are by what we do in reaction to what God is asking us to do. The second point today is this. Prayer provides peace in troubled times. Prayer provides peace in troubled times. He is the peace that passeth all understanding. And any time that we are in trouble, any time that we're dealing, if it's dealing with a lost loved one or if it's 
dealing with whatever in our life and we're troubled in our hearts. And sometimes we do get troubled in our hearts. Prayer is essential where that we are to go into prayer. A prayer, as you if you heard me say prayer mode, we need to go into a, a prayer mode as we pray over the troubled times that we're dealing with. God clearly lets us know in this, in Philippians 4 and 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Sometimes you don't understand it. Sometimes you don't understand it. Listen, it surpasses all under sometimes you just don't you don't know why and you want to ask God why why is this happening to me why is that happening to me why am I dealing with why am I going through this why 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 we ask God listen it surpasses all the whys of the understanding but listen God will be God as he is faithful to us and will guard your heart he will protect your heart he won't put no more on you than you can bear, but the Bible says he'll make a wave and escape. Listen, God knows exactly how much to put on you, but he said he wouldn't put, a, put so much on you that you couldn't bear, but he would make that way that you would escape from that that you're dealing with in troubled times. But through the power of prayer, you are able to move forward and you're the overcomer in Christ Jesus. Listen, there's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You give the devil a black eye when you go into prayer mode. You knock him out of your way when you go into prayer mode. Listen, because he hates prayer. The devil don't want you to pray. The devil don't want you to open up your Bible. The devil don't want you to thank God for how good you are with your family and your friends. He don't want you to do nothing. He wants you to stay away from that. But listen, give him a black eye and let him know that God is in charge and that he's number one in your life and that you're going to give him praise no matter what. And let him know that. Listen, there are three dimensions of biblical peace. There's peace with God through faith, Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The peace of God comes through the power even of prayer, as we read in Philippians 4 and 6, of being anxious for nothing. Peace on earth will come when Christ even returns and when he reigns, there's going to be the ultimate peace. Right now, we have peace in Christ Jesus, but one day there will be ultimate peace where there'll be a new heaven, a new earth, and it'll be peace all over, and we will have no more fears, no more anxieties, no more tears. We will have nothing, but we'll have a brand new body made by God. Boy, I tell you what, I want a new body. I want a new body. I want slim, fit, all nice, six-pack, the whole nine yards. I, I, want, I, want, I want all that new stuff. I want all that new stuff. But listen, we're going to have a new body made by God, and he's going to prepare it for us. Listen, not only is it the peace on earth will come, Luke 2 and 14 says this, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men we see in revelations 19 through 20 prayer brings personal peace now to those who trust in christ peace comes through answered prayer 
Let me say it again. Peace comes through answered prayer. Matthew 7 and 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. This is Jesus. This is red letter edition. This is what he said to his disciples. This is what he's saying to us today. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and it will be opened to you. I, I want to share with you from the Old Testament to the New Testament how prayer is essential and how that we have to develop a prayer life and you have to practice it. It does not just happen automatically. It doesn't say, oh, well, let me pray today. No, we have to make the, the opportunity and we have to make the initial uh, plans to pray. It just doesn't happen. You practice it. If you played football, basketball, or baseball, you practice. You go to practice. If you play in a, in a high school band, you got to go to practice. Why? Because practice continues to help you perfect what you're doing the same way it is with prayer. You've got to practice it and try it and know that God will help you through your prayer. Peace comes through heartfelt supplication to the Savior, giving up and saying, Lord, I fully surrender. Mark 11 and 24, therefore I say to you, whatever thing you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. Peace comes through praying in the power of the name of Jesus. John 16 and 24, until now you have asked nothing in my name, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. When we go before the Lord Jesus Christ, what do we do? We go before and say, Jesus, help me today. Help me today, Jesus. Help me today in this part that I'm in, my, in this life that I live. Listen, third, prayer provides protection from attacks of the enemy. I want you to know this. Prayer provides protection from attacks of the enemy. Listen, Satan, as I said, does not want you to pray. He wants you to function without prayer. He, does it, he wants you to stay away from the Bible. He wants you to stay away from any devotion that pertains to Christ. He doesn't want you to be around associating and talking with anybody. Did you know that? The devil doesn't want you to talk, you to talk with anybody that knows about Jesus. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's amazing to me. You know, we, 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 we have, we've had a fellow here at our church that worked on a job that talked about Jesus and was lifting Jesus up and come to find out he, you know, he wasn't there, but, you know, for a, a, few, a few, few months and all of a sudden they decided to fire him and get rid of him because they got tired of him talking about Jesus. Folks, that's the world which we live in. Nobody wants to hear about Jesus. Nobody wants to hear about your God. You know, but listen, let me tell you one thing. They want you to talk, they want to talk about their God. They want to talk about their God and all their gods and what they do, but they don't want to talk about, they want to hear about my Jehovah God. That's the world which we live in. But listen, I want you to know today how essential it is that when the attacks of the enemy comes against you, you're to go into the prayer mode as Daniel prayed to God. In the Bible, we are to pray unto God because God is hearing your prayers. He may not answer right then, but he will answer in due time. But if we go into prayer, that keeps the enemy away from us so that we can attack the enemy through prayer because Satan hates prayer. 
he doesn't like it because he knows that God, when you start praying, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit comes to you, to all three in one, to your rescue when you begin to pray. You may say, well, Pastor, that's never happened to me. Well, I want you to try it. I want you to try it. See if you like it. I promise you, your life will change. Your family's life will change. Your situation will change. Things will begin to change in your life like you've never seen before if you will execute the power of prayer. Listen, Christians are at war with a powerful enemy and enemies that come against us. Ephesians 6 and 11 says this, the Apostle Paul writes, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I want you to know there's levels of devils, of demons that are working this atmosphere that you and I are around. This is, not, this is not a fairy tale. This is not a, a fantasy. This is reality that takes place. You and I know that there is good and we know that there is evil. And I want you to know where there's good, there's going to be evil. And where there's evil, there's going to be good. So the Bible clearly lets us know that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Uh, we're not hitting and physically knocking people out, which that's happening in the world which we live. We see that. But we're wrestling against demonic forces. We're, we are wrestling against this evil world that's going on. Satan is the prince of the world. And that's what we're dealing with. So how do you, Pastor, how do you counterattack that? How do you deal with that? You deal with it through the power of prayer. And when you pray, evil forces has to be released from you. Evil forces have to come away from you when you begin to get in a prayer mode of praying, of communicating with God, then you will see that demonic that's trying to get around you or in you will, guess what, go away from you because through the power of prayer, the enemy cannot cross through the power of prayer because he's blocked. Because now you're dealing with the main source, Jesus Christ. And when you deal with the main source of Jesus Christ, there's not enough devils in hell that can stop the mighty moving of God because he has to bow down to God the Father because he can't be everywhere at the same time. He doesn't know everything that's going on, but he might be mighty. But God is almighty, praise be the Lamb of God, and he will take care of us. And we have the victory in Christ Jesus when we trust him through the power of prayer. Listen, Paul reminds us we are equipped to stand against the enemy. You are not a weakling. You are not a wimp. You have the power. You put on the whole armor of God. Just as a soldier is in war, we are to put the whole armor on, not some of it, not half of it. We are not to put the armor on when we get into a church and take it off when we go out the door. We are to leave it on in the church and we're to leave it on when we walk out the door because we're going to deal with things in our life and wickedness in high places. Demonics is going to try to do everything they can to keep us from praying and communicating with God. 
prayer provides power for overcoming spiritual foes. Spiritual armor is available for life's consistent and conflict. It is available. It is available for life's constant conflict. Ephesians 6 and 18. Praying always, here again, with all, here again, prayer, supplication, in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all, listen, all perseverance, persevere, and supplication for all the saints. There are times that you're going to have to persevere. You're not on a cruise line. You're on a battleship. You're on a battlefield. And you're fighting. Because the enemy is warring against your soul. I, I, want you, I want you to hear me today. When you die, when you leave this life, your soul never dies. The body dies, it decays, and it goes down. But your soul is going to live somewhere. It's either going to live in heaven or it's going to live in hell. And I want you to understand this real, real close. And I want you to know that that's what the enemy is fighting for. The enemy is fighting for your soul. Because your soul is going to go somewhere. And the devil wants your soul to be in hell. Because what he's wanting to do is he thinks he can get back with God. And show God how many souls that he can snatch out. Away from it. So it's not so much about you, it's about him getting back to God and how he gets back to God and get, tries to get God all upset is that he tries to take you because Jesus died for you. And I want you to know today how essential that it is that we are to be in the prayer mode because somebody else is fighting for your soul and that is the enemy just as Jesus is fighting for your soul and that's why it's so important that we must be in the prayer mode to pray because it goes much greater than you and I even today it's even the devil's already done looking into the future because he's wanting to snatch you and put you in a place called hell I want you to look at this prayer provides the power for overcoming the spiritual things that comes against us, the spiritual foes. Victors in this battle pray without ceasing. And what I mean by that, as the Apostle Paul writes, pray without ceasing, meaning that you have a prayer on your mind, that you're in a prayer mode, that you are praying. Because 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, as the Apostle Paul writes, pray without ceasing. Rest daily in the powerful protection that, per, that, that the prayer, prayer provides you. That mighty power of prayer is beyond, listen to me today, is beyond our understanding. The mighty power of prayer is beyond our understanding. You're not going to understand it. I'm not going to understand it. It's not for us to understand it. It's for us to trust Jesus Christ. It's not for us to figure things out. Sometimes we want to figure things out. Men like to fix things. We're, we're men of nature. We want to fix things. But there's sometimes you can't fix things physically. 
sometimes you have to spiritually give it to God and say, God, it's out of my hands. I have no control, but, Lord, I'm going to put you and my family in your hands. Lord, help us. And guess what? God gives you the wisdom. God gives you the direction. God helps you. The mighty power of prayer is beyond our understanding. We can expect daily, listen today, we can expect daily victory through the power of prayer. If we would only pray, you would see victory in your life. There's people sometimes will blow my phone up and say, Pastor, I don't understand why this is happening to me. I don't understand why I'm going through this. I don't understand. And they'll go over and over and over and over and over. And I'll ask them, I said, well, how is your prayer life? Well, We've got to get we've got to get down to the basics. The basics is is that we got to communicate with God, and we don't start praying when trouble comes. You know, sometimes we just want to put God on a shelf and say, "God, I'll call you when I need you, buddy." But right now, I'm doing really well. I'll call you when I need you, and then we'll go and pick him off the shelf and say, "God, I need you now." because I'm dealing with an issue. No, we need to be communicating with God through the daily basis because when things do come our way, God's going to remember that we've been praying to Him daily. God's going to remember that we've been communicating with Him daily. God's going to remember all the things that you and I have. And guess what? He answers our prayers speedily because we've been in touch with God on a daily basis. And when things did come, it becomes much easier in Christ because we've communicated with Him and we didn't call on Him when we were in trouble. That's where we are with society. We don't want God unless we're in trouble. And that's the wrong mindset to have, folks, because He's not a God to get us just out of trouble. God wants a relationship with you every day. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to share with you. He wants to share things with you that you've never seen before, that you've never, you've never begun to fathom or understand. And it's all because whether we will have the Christ-controlled thinking. You know, and I'll say this in closing. You know, there's many times that you've seen the Dr. Phil show and they'll get on there and they'll start saying, well, this is the reason why I'm, I've been going through this and the reason I've been going through that and that's been happening, that's been happening. And all of a sudden, Dr. Phil says, after they said all they're going to say, he just looks at them and says, that's stinking thinking. That's stinking thinking. And there are times that we're just going to have to come to realization there's no need to make excuses anymore. We've, we've give God excuses over and over and over again. We tell God why. We tell God the reason why. But we just need to accept it. We need to confess it and say, Lord, I confess my sins. I confess that I didn't pray today, Lord. I confess. And, Lord, I fully surrender to you, Lord, to your lordship. Lord, help me. As, as the disciples looked at Jesus, they said, help us, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And Jesus clearly lets us know in Matthew that how he, how he goes about praying is exactly how we are to pray. And if we continue to do that and communicate with God, I promise you, God will then 
God in your life. And if you're not praying, I challenge you today, start the prayer wave, start the praise, and see what God will do as you encounter the Father. I promise you, you will see things change. You'll come back to me, and you'll say, Pastor, man, I have been praying and God has just been moving. I mean, it, it, it's, it's amazing. And that's what he does. He does amazing things. Why? Because we serve an awesome God. Tell him you love him this morning. Listen, God loves us. He does not want us to perish. But he wants us to have everlasting it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter. You say, well, I'm, I'm too bad, Pastor. The, the devil, I mean, the devil's got me, and, and, and God can't save me, and God can't this, and God, I'm just too bad. No, nobody is ever too bad for God to save a man or a woman, a boy or a girl. God wants to save John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth upon him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And verse 17 says that he didn't come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world through him. He came to save him. He loves you. He loves you. And, and we serve a God that wants the very best for you. He's not holding back. God never holds back. He never holds back. He doesn't say, oh, you don't deserve it today. Oh, well, you did this. You don't get that. Well, you did this. I'm not giving I'm not blessing you. Oh, well, you said this. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, you did this. I'm not. No, God doesn't do that. God doesn't sit around and pick and choose who he's going to bless or who he's not going to bless because he didn't like what he saw. God sees us as one, and he sees us that he loves us so much that he gave his son so it can be an ultimate and one and only sacrifice that you and I can have for eternity. Thank God for that. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your unmerited favor, how that you have blessed us beyond measure, how that you see us with great compassion, and how that you see us as broken, a wretched man, woman, that 